hello. This is Truth Be Told. This is Dr. Walter Aka. Hi, and I'm Dr. Leroy Horton. Uh, no, this have, is a, go ahead. No, no, no. This We have the pleasure. And, you know, listen, he's excited. We have the pleasure <laughs> of, of, that, of having Dr. Uh, Uwe on. He is an incredible ambassador to dentistry, period. And I'm going to say that uh, because of what he's doing with international students, international dentists, uh, with just... Um, mission work that he's doing. And, and, you know, for me, when I saw this and when I, you know, kind of got a chance to see what he's, what he's doing on LinkedIn, I, I had no choice, but to reach out. I, I had no choice, but to reach out because I want people to see that there are great dentists out there doing the kind of work that he's doing, you know, helping people out and, and running these missions and so forth. So I couldn't wait for him to get on. And I'm just happy that he had time on his schedule between of flights. <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, if, yeah. I, if I might, if I might add, he's doing all this while being an expert. What you often see is a lot of doctors don't have the time to be as philanthropic and be as engaged in the global community and hone their expertise. And we've got someone on the show that has actually done and continues to do both, which I think what is what makes this story as amazing as it is. Dr. Uwe, I, I can't say anything better than that. So please tell us about yourself or what you're doing, and, and then we'll go from there. All right. My, my, my name is Uvo Onurebe. I am from, uh, originally from uh, Nigeria, from the, you know, the, the, the south side of <laughs> Nigeria. And uh, I, I, I did my dentistry in Nigeria initially uh, at the University of Benin. And, uh, and after a while, I just figured, you know, I wanted to use my dentistry to do some good. I didn't know how or how I was going to do it, but I just felt that my dentistry, uh, you know, needed to serve people, you know, so that's how I started my journey into uh, just serving. Uh, so I, 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 when I finished uh, dental school, I served for like four years. Then I said, okay, you know what, let me come to the United States and see what uh, I can do to, you know, uh, you know, just increase the level of my, my skills. Because I knew, I, I know obviously in, in, in the Western world, dentistry is um, way ahead, <laughs> you know. So, I, so, that, so, that, so that's how I got into the University of North Carolina uh, initially to do a master's in public health. So I, I, I didn't think I was going to continue dentistry, but I just wanted to do public health because I had done, um, you know, outreach work for like four years. Wow. Wow. And, you know, one thing that um, I'm going to say before we continue is, you know, uh, as a, as a Ghanaian, uh, we talk about jollof rice yes. and I don't want to bring any, any controversy. <laughs> I have to, no, I don't No, Listen, I don't want to bring any controversy into this podcast, but you know, um, I have to say the Ghanaian jollof of course is the best, but let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I, I'm a very good cook, you know? So okay. um, when I, when I, when I tasted the Senegalese jollof rice, you know, no, give that thing. <laughs> Senegalese jollof rice. I mean, I know I'm Nigerian. My sisters will not listen to this, what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, <laughs> there's something about Senegalese jollof rice. <laughs> and they've won the competition in D.C. two years okay. in a row. Okay. So <laughs> there's something going on with yeah. uh, the jollof the rice there. But anyway, we I, I digress. Let yeah. me ask you something. Um, When it comes to what you're doing when it comes to international uh what got you saying hey i want to help out and and kind of bring the knowledge that you've acquired in the us to our international brothers uh in dentistry 
you know, I mean, just part of my uh, my mission, my mission in life is to take what I have and share with others. So that's where it comes from. So where everything I do, if, if I'm, if I'm, if anywhere I find myself, that is what I end up doing. So uh, when I got to dental school, as I went back to dental school, after I finished my, my master's of public health, uh, I went to UIC in Chicago and um, I, I just got into the clinics and I'm like, I, I couldn't, I just, I remembered home. I remembered what I was taught. And I'm like, I, I owe it myself to take an articulator. I owe it myself to take a surveyor and because I read about these things, but I never saw it in dental school. I never saw a surveyor. You know, I never saw it. I, I, I mean, I, I, not if I use it all the time these days, but, you know, just the fact that I could, you know, just share the knowledge. Um, so that's how I started. So I always go back home to see, what, okay, look at what the, where they are in terms of just, you know, prepping teeth, in terms of magnification, magnification. Many dentists outside the United States don't use magnification. <laughs> so I'm like, you guys, you're not seeing what you're doing, you know? You cannot, you know, but I'm, I'm impressed at what they do with given the resources that they have. But, I, but I'm saying, you know, just, just little things like that. Just magnification and light. I mean, can you know? Do you know? You know what that does to your own dentistry, right? Just magnification and light. I'm not talking about dentistry because dentistry is pretty much the same. But in terms of that level of of finesse, I mean, if you have it, then you know that you are power with the rest of the world. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so you came here, and you know, I part of my story is I immigrated when I was a teenager to the U.S. and I. I can know I know when you immigrate, there can be social difficulties, right? Finding a community. However, the Nigerian community is pretty large here, especially the Nigerian immigrant professional community. Yes. When you first moved and got to North Carolina, did you find a home with other Nigerians or other immigrants or were you isolated while you were getting things figured out? I mean, I mean, so, so I had friends from my, my, my college days. So we will talk. Would had you know, we had like an alumni, you know, where we would just share ideas, and everybody knows who is in the country, and people will send you advices in terms of what to do, uh, you know, you know. So I, I had that, but in my mind, I knew exactly. I wanted to go to. No, nobody could dissuade me. They're like, "Oh, go to dental school." I'm like, "I want to get an MPH," you know. <laughs> I would, I do, you know. I that's what I came for, and it, I knew exactly what I wanted. I, I didn't know I was going to do dentistry. But I knew I needed to be a public health physician just to learn about how to to share what I had. So so when I went there, obviously we had people helping. I had this guy, uh, doctor. There's, there's a guy out of North Carolina. He would not let me rest. He's like, dude, you need to take your exams. You know, <laughs> you've been in this country for four years. You need to take your exams. <laughs> That guy would not let me go. He said, oh, boy, you don't know what it means to be a dentist in this country. You know, for me, I had to go with school. And he was a senior in Nigeria. And he was telling me, do your exams. So, so that guy was instrumental. You know, I was doing my MPH. I did a residency in dental public health. You know, so I, I did all that. You know, I'm like, the guy like, no, you know, do your, do, do, do these exams and your, your life will be changed. And, and obviously that community, that, that connection with somebody who I knew, um, it made me it kind of changed me and put me in the right direction. Can you can you tell us um, when it comes to you said the difference in the way we do dentistry in the U.S. versus in we'll say Nigeria, since that's where you yes. kind of came from. Can you give us some like stark differences 
Because you talked about yeah. magnification, you talked about yes. lights. Like what, what, what? I mean, give us some differences so people can actually imagine how dentistry it, is so different. You know, so you know, dentistry in Nigeria. You know, so from high school, you can go into dental school. From high school, you know, so from the Latin when you graduate from high school, you go into dental school, and dentistry is about six years in Nigeria. In in, in America, it's about it's it's four years after college. So you are young, you are, you do all the uh, you know uh, you know anatomy, chemistry, and, and all that stuff, preclinicals. You do it up to you know uh, you know. So you join the medical student. So the the dentist and the medical students are in the same class for three years. Then they separate by the third year. So you you essentially do dentistry for like two years. So it's not a you know so so that's the difference. So so after the the third year, the fourth year, you do pathology. You know, you do some medicine and surgery. I, I think I can deliver a baby. You know, I can take deliveries, you know, because you are taught so much medicine and you want to be a dentist that is a par with your medical folks. So you think, you know, you want to be a doctor. So you kind of do all the medicine. I mean, I can I can literally do some kind of surgeries because we were in there <laughs> spending all our time doing medicine instead of dentistry. So if essentially you get into dentistry and you and your sixth year, and you have one year, sort of, you know, you have about two years to do dentistry. So that's the difference. So you don't have enough time, you know, and um, and that's how it has always been because it follows the British system, you know. Uh, so getting to America, I see the first year dental students. I mean, I could just the wax ups, the just, I mean, they could, those guys can do stuff. Some some second years are already thinking about placing implants. They are already, you know. You know, you, you, that is a huge difference. You do that for four years. I mean, it, it, it's it's different. It's different. So that's so that's why I'm like, we need to uh, send back. Obviously, we cannot change the six-year model over there. But in terms of incorporating clinics earlier, in terms of I'm thinking by the fourth year, you should be doing some some adding some. So apart from you know prosthetics, where they do you know some wax ups and some you know denture stuff. You know, in the fourth year, they do that. Uh, but in terms of actual dentistry, some, some things need to be done. You know, uh, that, that's what I, I, I was like, okay, if I'm here, all the little knowledge that I have, let me just take it down. You know, obviously when I look at myself, sometimes I think I'm not, I'm not a dentist for America. I was trained here, uh, you know, but I, what I got here is to go back. It's brain gain. I, I got to take it back. Every I, Most of the folks I see over there, they want to come to America and I'm here. And I'm like, you know what, I'm taking up the knowledge. I'm, I'm supposed to go with Dr. Horton to Kenya to do so a class for, for this. Talk about so that. Anybody yeah. I see, I'm trying to drag them to see how we can better that, you know, that we got there's still a population of people there. There are millions of people who don't have, have access to dental care. Millions. You know, I just came out from Kenya and I cried. But because of what I saw, I'm like, this is it's not expensive. It's just just provide the care obviously um you know so that that's what's what that's what's driving me to be able to take the little that i just the little just how to prep to you know mannequins you know because we prep all kinds of teeth for long hours i mean these students don't have as much time to work on mannequins you know you know plastic teeth is like gold <laughs> you know you do it for like three weeks and you're done but here you can practice and practice and I still practice on plastic teeth if I want to try, if I want to check out something. If I take a course on veneers, you know, instead of doing, you know, I can I can still practice, you know. But there, those facilities are not readily available. Okay, let me ask you something. If you look at the American system of schooling, where it's four years of undergrad, 
followed by four years of post-grad education, right? Medical, dental, yes. or whatever. Versus I know in the European system, and it sounds like like in your system as well, yeah. in Nigeria, it's straight out of high school. You got to know what you want to get into. You have to test into it. Yes. Which one do you think is better for the, the person, the human being? Being able to choose at a young age and get started early in life or being able to have a little time to mature and then maybe be more certain of your decision a couple of years later? You know, I mean, and both of them have their, you know, you know, pros and cons. But, you know, when I look at it, I think obviously you, you, most of the, like, I, I just take a look at the students who are coming in, you know, who did the college degree before. They know what they want to do, you know. So these kids, they know from day one, I want to work in an F, you know, FQHC. They go to dental school knowing I am going to be working for five years to pay my student loan. I mean, they, they so they are more mature, I think. So that kind of helps you in terms of uh, you jump out of school and you already know what you what you need to. But you know, I, I, the other way too, you know, you stay. Dental school is rough in 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 in, 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 in the six year program because trying to get through the MB, so people don't make it. Many people don't make it in 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 in, in the British system. So by the third year, people fail out. So the class gets, it keeps, you know, it keeps, <laughs> you know, the bottom, you know, it keeps getting, you know, the, the, you start with a class of about 60. At the end of the day, you have about 25 graduates. That, that is typical. But here I can see large classes, 120, 120, 120. People really fail out, you know. So, so you know, because they are mature and, and the system is not meant to, you know, castigate you or make you feel down. You are supposed to learn. So it's a school. But there, people join, they're young, they're playful, or maybe they don't even know exactly what they want, and you know, and, and the exams are rough, and uh, too many things, medicine in your head, you know, and by the time they graduate, you start with a class of 50, sometimes 15 graduates, you know, mm -hmm. so so that, those are the things that I, I see with, with both of them. Now, is it free? In Nigeria, like I it mean, is I in mean, your I, school, I, Yeah, I, I mean, we paid school fees, but I, I came, you know, I came to America debt free. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, when you graduate, you don't owe anything. Nice. <laughs> so I came nice. here and, uh, you know, for me, <laughs> I'm like, I, I refuse to be stuck. I refuse to be stuck with student loan. So when I finished dental school here, I joined the army. I'm like, you know, I need someone to take this load off of me so I can still serve. So I can go out and self people. So I, I'm serving right now as, as a major in the U.S. Army, just to be able to, you know, helping to serve our veterans. Also, I work in the VA as well, you know. So all that taking taking my load off so that I can, you know, because it's expensive. So that's that's people think oh it's expensive, but you know, dentistry. If you if you work like Dr. Harton, you can pay off your student loan just like this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your service, brother. I didn't know that part of your story. I didn't know you were in the military right now. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Wow. So, um, yeah, man, you said a lot. I'm not going to lie. You said a lot. This is beautiful. <laughs> um, I want to ask you about your mission work, because I think yes. that's the part that really, because I've done mission works in um, Honduras and then also in Kenya. And I was very, I was very, very lucky to do both. And I want to ask you, one thing about mission work is trying to get people to go with you. We know yes. you have the heart. We know you have the the knowledge to do this. But how do you get people, other dentists, to come with you? How do you get students to maybe go see and say, "Hey, I want to do this going forward." Like, how do you how do you establish this? Because you're doing very well with it. So, how did you establish this and get? People I, I think it's just the use of social media, just being able to reach. So, everybody who knows me, you know, before you, if you talk, 
if we if we if we spend time talking for like um you know maybe five minutes you're gonna hear about um a book called um emptied cup emptied cup is a story of all my mission trips you know so so i'm like i i as i put everything in a book so that i can share i just came back from a book tour um i was in calgary canada uh, i went to look for my schoolmates <laughs> i'm like guys you need to come on a mission so i went to to dublin in ireland look for my classmates and told them i went to the uk several cities doing a campaign to be able to drag our friends you know guys you can serve i've, I've done this for 25 years um it's not that hard uh, on social media i share a lot of photographs um and, and stories and with every with every trip, something touches you. You know, I, I went to Malawi. And, you know, I, I got to say this here. You know, I went to Malawi, and somebody offered me a dish, and, and, and it was like it, was, it had you know like mouse. It, it, the mouse was like a delicacy. They were laughing at me, They're like try doctor. I'm like no no no. There's something called chicken and beef. You guys eat don't. Eat. <laughs> they were like laughing at me and like rolling on the floor that I don't even know what I'm missing. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, some of those places are really difficult, but you know, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you just want to be there and be a part of a people. So, you know, you get a share in the culture. And so I, I kind of drag using social media right now is what I, I think has helped. Because when I share the stories, so if you are my friend, you will see it. And sometimes I send the message out. And recently this book has kind of helped in, in me, you know, be able to share um, my stories and people were like, okay, you know, I, in, in Dublin, I tell you this, I, I, was, in a, I was in an elevator. So I had rented a, 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 a space in a hotel and I sent an invitation to all my friends from way back that I'm in Dublin, come, let's talk about missions. I met this gentleman in the elevator. He looks like a Nigerian guy. I'm like, hey, sir, how are you? Are you from Nigeria? He's like, okay, we just shared... I'm like, I'm meeting, having a meeting in the evening. Can you join us? Uh, he said, okay, all right, uh, we'll be there. The guy, the gentleman came and um, he was he was blown away. I'm I, I mean, like, he said he has been waiting for years to serve in missions. Hmm. And, and all of a sudden, he meets a guy in the early, the guy was, he's much elderly, he's like in the 60s. And he said, ah, uh, I want to do something. The guy, when he when he got back to Nigeria, he sent he sent almost like I think like five hundred dollars. I mean, he's a Nigerian guy that I, who wants to do missions, and he's like, I want to do it. Can you show me how? I, I just met him in an elevator, just because I, I just couldn't keep quiet. I was just like trying to. It's like um, I, I've become an an evangelist of dentistry, you know, you know, to my colleagues. Terms of I, I I just I take the word that's the word that I have that we can serve with your gift you can make a difference in the life of somebody and that is the story um, that I keep telling and um, it resonates with many people so people think about safety oh will I be safe where will I stay uh, who will I room with you know all those things are there but you know at the end of the day when you get on the trip you know you wouldn't remember. Or, or you know the, the joy that comes from serving changes. So let me let me follow up with that then. When it comes to raising, like doing fundraisers, yes, is it, how do you how do you uh, pay for these missions? How how does somebody you know who wants to help 
pay for these missions? What do you do uh, to fundraise or do you fundraise or how do you go about raising money for these missions? Because I know that they're not that cheap. Yes. I mean, we know yeah, flights and, in general aren't cheap. <laughs> a, a typical trip costs like three, five, three thousand to three thousand five. Depends on the way you're going, and uh, crowdfunding. You know, so I, you know, I went to do, you know, go fund me. You know, I will send it to my friends on Facebook. I go make appeals. I'm, you know, if people wonder, this guy, you are a dentist from America. You shouldn't be asking for money. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I get paid so I can pay my student loan. Okay, for this mission. <laughs> I need, we need money. So I, I registered also, I registered a nonprofit called Healing Hands Health Society so that with that platform, I'm able to travel. I'm able to raise funds and, you know, responsibly in terms of, I let people know, uh, account for all the collections that I take and, and, and they can see. So we have a board uh, that oversees all that. So, so, so that nonprofit kind of helps then crowdfunding. And um, sometimes I go with some groups that need a dentist, you know, if not, the mission is not going to be successful. You know, so when they are, when, when such groups meet me, I'm like, I don't have the money to go on this trip. If you guys need a dentist, I'm here. So sometimes I go to these missions or the, the group pays for me to be there. So that has just happened because they need a dentist. I'm available. I don't have the money. Because I only started working not too long. I've, I've been going to school in this country forever. I went to dental school. I, I did pros residency. I just graduated 2000, 2022. So I think it's not about money. It's not about money because I've never really worked. I I I don't have the kind of monies that you guys have, you know. <laughs> but I have. He's talking. To, he's passion. talking about Dr. Horton. <laughs> I have a. I think passion drives you. It brings resources. If you have a vision, then resources are going to come to you. So I, I'm very passionate about it. And people know me and people give. People give uh, and, and, and um, somehow, obviously, we, we we do all that crowdfunding on Facebook, on social media, and obviously some groups pay for me to be there. Well, pardon my preamble to this question here. So I, I read this book called Toxic Charity by Robert Lupton. Mm. And it made me think about the conversation me and you had, where you said it's not enough to just do missions. You wanted to set up infrastructure in those places so that they're self-sustainable, mm -hmm. right? And I won't get into the, the backstory of the book, but it kind of touches on that, that it's not just our responsibility to just volunteer, go out, spend a week in wherever, and then come back home. But me and you were having a, an extended conversation about actually setting up the infrastructure for implant education in some of these schools in Kenya and Nigeria. Yes. What are your long-term plans for actually revolutionizing the, the educational industry in those areas uh, after your experience here in the U.S.? Uh, I, I wanted to find out, am I able to share a screen here? Uh, yep, go ahead. Give me a second, please. Okay. And then we can absolutely have everybody share because I think it's important. You are free to share, please. Okay. All right. Let's see. And while you are, uh, you know, setting it up to share, I just want to repeat uh, em Emptied Cup is the name of your book. Could we get yes. that book at uh, on Amazon or where yeah, do we it's look? It's available on Amazon. 
Beautiful. Yeah, that's something that I think everybody needs to understand. And maybe we can uh, I'll put that in the uh, show notes so that we can get people to to read it, because to me, you know, there's so many mission trips and so many things going on. But I don't think we do enough of that. I don't think, you, you know, we as dentists in the U.S. understand how lucky we are. In all honesty, how lucky we are to have the opportunity. Like you said, magnification. I know dental students <laughs> who have, you know, magnific mag magnifications uh, from day one. And yes. for you to say that, you know, that's a luxury to have tippet on teeth. I, I, I remember in dental school, I destroyed probably hundreds of tippet on teeth. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, so that makes a difference. You know, you, you, you're just right. You know, so I, I looked at... Uh, Implant education as an access is a way to reaching all the dentists in Africa. So I went online and I said, there are 8,000 dentists in Africa right now in terms of 8,000 qualified. It's a small number, you know, and they are reaching, you know, so you can imagine the population of Africa, uh, how many dentists per, you know, like maybe 100,000, uh, you know, to one, you know. Yeah, so it's not enough. So so I, I decided to uh, come up with uh, a, a training program called which, which I have on this website here, um, where um, the plan is to teach the dentists uh, or just support their, their implant education. And then when we need to do a mission, they are the ones that volunteer. So right now I have a, an email list of over 2000 dentists in Africa, active dentists. Uh, and so we are, we are going from country to country to do implants you know, training, which we started in Nigeria. So we are forming um, implant clubs, dental implant clubs in each country so that we can keep the group of people in one place uh, and share with them techniques and also supply, help them to procure um, the implants, the implant systems and the surgical kits. Um, this gentleman on the right was my teacher in dental school. Yeah, it was my professor. And when we go back, he's like, I want to learn how to do implants. I'm like, okay, that's why I went. <laughs> that's why. I mean, he was like really humble gentleman, you know. And um, so 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 the instructors are there and the younger dentists are there. Uh, so we're holding implant workshops in Nigeria, in Kenya, in, in, in we're gonna start in Ethiopia and Rwanda. So I'm I'm taking, you know, just maybe in the next 10 years, we'll be able to cover everything and hopefully we can bring uh, both of you to come do a conference. We just need an implant expo by us, you know, implant expo by us that we can hold in one in one place that will attract folks from West, East and Southern Africa. Uh, people are willing to come, you know, so far they know it is affordable. Um, so so I, I'm working on uh, Ethiopia and Rwanda. I, I did uh, Kenya this year and Nigeria already has about uh, seven implant clubs. Uh, hopefully, we are we are, we are going to go to Uganda and Zambia very soon. Now, I don't think people get the 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 gravity of that number. You said there's eight thousand, seven eight thousand dentists in all of the whole Africa. continent. Yes. Now, mind you, in the U.S., there's a little over two hundred thousand in just yeah. the U.S. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. when we talk about access to care and the availability of providers, that is a tremendous, tremendous disproportion um, in access. Uh, but it also means that there is a huge untapped market, even yes. if we're looking at it from a you know biomedical and industrial 
land. Of course. That's a it's huge market. That, you know, Nigeria has a population of 300 million people. In Nigeria, the dentist, active dentist working is about 2,500 to, to about 3,000. So it kind of fluctuates because people leave. Uh, they finish dental school, they come to the U.S., they go somewhere else, you know. Uh, so it's between 2,005 to 3,000. And we are serving 300 million people. I mean, you know, one, you know, 200 million, they don't, they don't go to the dentist. They don't, they don't go because they don't, most dentists are not found in rural areas. They are found in, in cities, you know, urban areas. So, so there are so many people who have, there are people who die from just, I mean, people die from dental infections on a daily basis. It's not, it's like, you know, the gods are angry. I'm like, come on, we can, we can stop those gods. We can, we can <laughs> prevent it dentistry. You know, the gods can't be that angry. You know, you, we just need light. There's so much, you know, um, you know, darkness in terms of knowledge. And, and, and but within that, they, they're still doing a good job, but a lot more can be done. I, I went to this place um, with, I mean, these guys are willing to buy input. I mean, I'm like, you know, I, I'm looking at your kids, your surgical kids, She'll come with me anytime I'm going. And you will not, you will sell any number you take there. I'm telling you, in terms of the market, people are willing to buy. They just want to be, they just want to be guided uh, and, and given some support. Implant systems. I'm talking to China, I'm talking to Israel, uh, folks in Israel in terms of the cheaper implants. In Israel places a lot more implants than most countries. You know, but and their their prices are pretty relatively very affordable. So I'm I'm working with an Israeli company uh, to supply implants. And, and and as we go on, I'm looking forward to having our own implant system. Why not? I mean, why not? Why shouldn't we have our own implant system? You know, what does it take to make one implant? You know, if the market is there, uh, and there's a guy, Doctor Numbisi, Doctor Numbisi with set. With the yeah. oh the ceramic guy ceramic implant guy yes 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 he's from he's from Cameroon you know okay. so we're, you know I, I think this this podcast is going to move to Africa very soon if you guys are willing to come you know <laughs> yourself you know we just need to be people some brown guys coming, <laughs> coming to Ghana for an implant expo. If we, if you see it in two, 2024, it's going to come to pass. Yourself, you know, uh, Dr. Numbisi and Dr. Gadia Peabody, as a gentleman out of the way in Michigan. I mean, five of us can change that continent with one program where we do live, hands-on. I mean, Africa is ready for change. I mean, you know, people want to go back, come to the U.S. Any of my colleagues, that's called, in Nigeria, it's called Jakpa. I don't know if you guys have heard it. J-A-P-A is the exodus of professionals. You know, mm -hmm. they finish from dental school, they just leave. The country is getting empty. Mm -hmm. And for me, I see it as an opportunity to go in there. I'm like, I'm going back. I, you know, you guys want to come here. I'm ready to go over to you uh, to see what we can do with the colleges, with the universities. Uh, so I'm, I'm moving from one college to another, doing this implant training, training the trainers, so that they can teach the students. So yeah. that, that's my big 20-year uh, 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 plan. Yeah, here we call that a brain drain. So yes. a lot of countries are seeing a brain drain, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of European countries, like where I'm from in Greece, everyone, because the economy is so bad, that um, has the ability to leave. All the intellectuals, all the professionals, all the um, much-needed professions, uh, they're all going to either other parts of Europe or coming here to the U.S., 
Yeah, let me yeah. ask you a question about um, uh, using or getting companies to to support or sponsor this stuff. How difficult have you found it to be? Because I saw that Strawman was one of the posters. But I want to know, like, from your point of view, how difficult, how receptive is are, are these um, uh, uh, companies to, you know, help you with your mission? You know, I, I've not been, I've not been very successful in getting the big, you know, because they look at it in terms of what's the market, you know, what, what are, they, are, are people willing to buy? They've not given it much focus in terms of they don't think, you know, there's a lot of money there yet. You know, Stroman that sponsored this outreach was Stroman USA. You know, so Stroman that comes from Af that works in Africa is mostly in South Africa, and they are not selling Stroman; they're selling Neodent and and some other product, which is you know more affordable to that population. So it's not it's not the real. They don't they don't nobody uses Stroman. Yeah, I don't think any of any of the doctors uses Stroman because Stroman is like it's like five hundred or six hundred bucks for one implant. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, you know, you know, so so the price, so all that the market too. Um, trying to see that you know it is a viable market. They've, that's a struggle. Most of them I've not seen. But but from my um, you know hopping around different countries, I see people are hungry. People want it, and they have money. So these folks have money. I'm telling you, you know they pay for stuff cash. You know we we go to the bank and get a loan. People buy their house. You know it, you know now there's a lot of mortgage coming up, but most people pay for their houses cash they build it and it's there they don't owe anything you know so there's, there's a lot of cash over there and there's a big opportunity to make a change in those countries so i i try to offer free training to all the dental students i i got you know uh so i'm, I'm still telling them you can come join the class and i'm coming there so right now I, i'm kind of getting the israeli product because it's affordable and i'm you know contributing it to some schools if they are willing to listen I, I, I give them just the parts. I, I got sawdust from, saw, you know, the, the bone from, from from different companies and to see how we can actually print the bone. I'm like, we should be able to print this stuff over there instead of, you know, depending on anybody to make it. So all that is in the... Is Are you able to share what this, which company this is, the Israeli company? It's the MSDI. Okay, yeah, I've heard of them. Yes, MSDI. I mean, I, I it's, um, it's, it, it, it's working, it's working... I mean, the people who have attended this webinar, like this lady here, this was in the bad one, and there were about 50 of them in that room. We could have gotten easily 100 or 200. I had to restrict the numbers. Uh, and um, they, so I teach them this, and they, we now practice, you know, we, we do a little uh, on, on live patients. They've taken it up. The folks in Enugu, uh, in one part of the country, they've placed over 50 implants since the last time I was there. So wow. we do have these implant clubs where we look at the radiograph, we look at the patient, we kind of plan the case together, and they execute it. Most of them with some grafting alongside. <laughs> and when I see the pictures of the x-rays, I'm like, you guys are not doing badly, <laughs> I must say. you know. <laughs> All right, but you're, you're a prosthodontist, correct? And yes. congratulations on your recent graduation. Uh, we celebrate you for that. Here's a question I always have about a lot of these courses where you place implants, because, you know, even here you can go to Tijuana, you can go to Dominican Republic and place 50 implants in a weekend. Just to comprehensively look at it, who's restoring these implants? Is there a system in place when you have students that place the implants to actually finish out the cases and get teeth for these patients? 
you know, over there, I, I, you know, right now the students um, don't place any implants. The students hardly have bone to place to 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 do it on. So mm -hmm. the, it's not even for students. So not even for the resident because you, for you to be able to place the implant, you must be able to buy the kit, the motor and the surgical kit. So it's mostly private practitioners um, that I've been I, I I see placing. Most of the schools don't place implants regularly. Maybe a couple people, couple schools, University of Ibarra, University of Lagos. Uh, two universities I know, IFE, where, you know, some of the, the doctors, the consultants do place implants, but students, you know, so so we do have, so there's the, the, the that's usually a challenge in terms of um, the labs that can support this work. So there are labs in Ghana, there are labs in China. China is there, China is representative, you know, you just mail it to China and get it back. And uh, there, there are labs in, 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 um, in Beirut, Lebanon, there are labs in Abu Dhabi, Dubai that people send their cases to, you know. So, so that is still an issue in terms of. But I think for for they need to learn the whole process in terms of not just placing it, how to restore it, restore it on a mannequin, restore it on a cast. So that's what the the class is all about. So we we do uh, place it and we do you know take impression, telling them about you know close open trade, impression materials and all that stuff. And, and pouring it off and getting them to fabricate a temporary crown on, you know, so that, so that they go through the process. Because most people just take the impression, you know, they, they, you know, they don't, they just feel, oh no, the lab will do everything. You know, so on the lab, whatever it comes back, whatever comes back, you, you have to deal with it. Sometimes it looks good, sometimes it's awful. Um, so there's still, there's a huge market to have a lab that services Nigeria, you know, Nigeria needs, you know, I'm, I'm going back, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm like, I need to set up, in my long-term plan is to set up a, a, a center, an implant or a dental hub that has digital stuff and being able to fabricate crowns, you know, zirconia crowns, you just need some, of, you know, doing the staining and all that, that you can teach, you know, there are lab folks over there, but in terms of um, long-term it's a great need and there's a lot of money to be made as well. So uh, last question from me, um, when it comes to seeing the full picture, when it comes to being able to explain to, you know, colleagues the importance of doing this so that we can spread the message and the word to, you know, Ghana, Kenya, uh, I saw um, South Africa, Rwanda, being able to spread this message so that we can actually get the quality of dentistry to increase a little bit yes. uh, in, in Africa and, you know, throughout the world, like what would be something that you would say to them, to your colleagues to say, Hey, let's get going here. What, what, what could you say to them to get them motivated or excited? You can even talk about dental students in the U S going over there. You know, we have residents that could easily go over there, you know, you know so what, what, what could be, what, you know, what could you tell them, to get them excited and, you know, and basically not think about like the money aspect, because again, if you're a resident, you may not have that money to go over there. Yes. Yes. I, I think, you know, there's, you know, at the end of the day, um, there's, there's joy in giving back at the end of the day, you'll get more fulfilled when you give it away. You know, if you, you know, that that's where it comes from. You're giving it away and increasing the capacity of the, the of the, of the providers on ground to take care of their population. It's, I think it's, um, you know, nobody can pay you for that. It's so fulfilling to be able to transfer knowledge and that will take care of ailing populations, people dying for no reason. 
you know, and, and just because you were there uh, to show us a little trick. I mean, because these guys already have the knowledge. They understand. These guys, they know the, the theory of everything. But in terms of um, just encouraging and being a part of, and they will show you too how to do it. You know, they, 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 they do stuff. Uh, and they do it within limited resources. So sometimes, you know, if you don't, can you imagine walking without suction, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you can imagine walking without suction. You know, most of them don't have suction in terms of um, when there's no power supply, you know. So they've been able to figure out how to get stuff done with minimal resources, you know. Uh, but all the, the things, you have high volume, you have saliva ejector, you know, you have all those things working. Can you imagine you going to a place where those things are not functional? Can you function there? So that way you get to learn something too in terms of how do you do the industry in a low resource setting and still be able to give a good quality of care. But I, I think just giving back and helping uh, is it, so fulfilling and you can change. You can change, you can change the mindset, you can change... Um, the way education is over there, I think is a big, because it, it, that, that keeps on giving because whatever you do to, to increase education, it never ends. So if you, right now I'm working on training the trainers. So you teach the instructors, the instructors are going to teach thousands of students after you have gone, you know? So, I mean, what's, what can be better than that? That you are changing a continent just by going on a trip. So you have an opportunity to be light, you know, in a in a dark place. I mean, I mean, your little light. And if we all bring our lights, the little light of whatever you have, the knowledge, the light of whatever you bring, you know, uh, the place is going to be lit up and, and we can help ourselves. Well, I tell you, listen, this has been an inspiring almost hour of conversation. I don't know if you can see it here, but I just bought your book, brother. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to reading it. Um, you know, it's like I said in the beginning, it's rare to see someone who because a lot of us, even those of us that are nerds of this game, we sometimes get focused just in the science, just in the profession. And you've been able to, like I said, be an expert, but still be a global servant. Right. Yes. And not only in the sense of I'm giving so I can feel good about it. Like you're legitimately trying to change the landscape um, and mold the future, you know. And I think your your energy is so infectious. I'm trying to sign up. You yeah. know, <laughs> I, mean, I want to sign up for this. Um, but what do you think your parting message is to the students here, who you know may have connections, uh, you know, direct connections with family in in Africa? Or those of us that are, you know, kind of ancestors in the diaspora, who, although now we might know our DNA, um, you know, lineage, we're looking for a connection to go back home. And, a, you know, doing it in a professional way kind of gives us a link, gives us a platform to do so. What's your message to those of us here um, who have the ability, the talent, and, you know, potentially now the inspiration to go back? Uh, I, 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 I must show you this, you know, um, it's as though we prepared this talk, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me see. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I've been thinking about how to get this done, but, I, I, and this is, this is me here in Kenya about a couple of weeks, a couple of months back. 
uh, I went into this church uh, and I was I was I was with other two other they were not dentists they were like um, a lab tech and one other um, some assistants issues so, so you know there's no suction um, that's a bucket the speed bucket uh, and when I, and, and I'm going there and I'm and I'm like what can I what am I doing? What am I doing? And I and I meet some dentists and I can train them. Then some a lady comes in. A lady comes in and um she's like perio. I mean, everything was floating, everything like floating literally. And um and I, I'm like, what I can do? I, I don't have to send this lady away, you know. I can do something about this, I can change her life right now. This lady was. Um, I, I, sorry to say, she was smelling. I mean, she—if you go close to her, I mean, you would you would cover your nose. Um, nobody wanted to go close to her. Uh, she wore a face mask, you know. And um, by the time we were done, I had to take out everything. And she was like trying to hold on to her floating. I said, "Ma'am, no, everything needs to go." Then we'll, 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 uh, you know, I'm a pros guy. <laughs> So uh, I feel responsible if I take out it and she put something back. We made her an immediate denture. Um, I mean, if if she was going to get married again, that was that day. Because when I saw her a week after, <laughs> she was she was crying and laughing at the same time. Our kids were crying like, "Mommy, what happened to you?" <laughs> she said, "I met an angel." called a dentist. He's not a human being because he helped me without taking any money. He was so, he, he stood with me for five days and he got me this new set of, she stood in front of a church uh, and she said, uh, you know, I was blind, but now I see. <laughs> you know, so if you're coming out there, you, you know, uh, if you're a student and you want to, you want to be able to feel what I'm, what I'm talking about, then you need to go on a trip. And and I have you have the opportunity of changing the life of at least one person. And when you come back, I can assure you, you're gonna see life differently. That the, the things that you you the thing the skills that you have that sometimes might not be even be appreciated if you go out there, it makes a huge difference. That woman has changed the way I think. I'm going back to Kenya. And we're going to stay there for three years because we have a thousand patients. All of a sudden, a thousand people with perio showed up. Standing, I'm like, I need a plan for this. So yes. students can actually learn how to take out teeth and do immediate dentures on this trip. So dental schools can actually benefit from this by taking your students to a place where you know, you are going to be able to do stuff. The things that you need to do in a low resource setting, you probably don't have all the things that you need, but you'll be able to do it safely and neatly. And you come back having gained some knowledge, for, especially for the students and residents, then and, and placing, you know, there's so much you could do. So, so that alone, that story is what has kept, uh, that is taking me, you know, to Kenya. Uh, and, and, and I believe that anyone who goes on such a trip um, will come back changed uh, and with the you know mind to be able to do more especially even here we have an opportunity to do that even in the united states there are many people who have you know who don't have access to dental care just because of you know insurance or work or whatever circumstances life through at them but more so in other parts in africa where you know it's about 
a hundred thousand patients to one dentist. You know, I'm going to just kind of um, say that I got an opportunity to do a mission trip in Kenya as well. Um, and I'm going to say just in general, when you do mission trips, despite where you go, um, one, you feel so appreciated. The skills that you've acquired as a dentist and when you get to use it for people who may not be able to afford or or people who are grateful after you're done, mm-hmm. you know, that rejuvenates you. I don't care who you are. That rejuvenates you so much to see the light and to appreciate what you have as a dentist. Because, you know, we may be going through work and we may have patients that don't appreciate what we do or complain or, or you know, uh, assistants that complain or <laughs> front office that complain or you're dealing with insurance, you're doing all these things. And then when you do a mission trip, it allows you to really settle back down and say, one, how blessed you are. Mm-hmm. And two, how grateful you are that you have this skill that you can share with other people. So everything you've said, I mean, you've said it way more eloquent than I have, but everything you've said is 100% true. When you have the opportunity, why not give? And yes. it doesn't take a lot of time. Uh, you know, we I think in, in, in the U.S., we waste more time on social media. Now, imagine if you cut out, <laughs> imagine if you cut out, you know, a few hours of that social media, equal it all up, and then just go do a mission trip for a week. How much more could you actually benefit people, right? Instead of you know, watching your, your, your series on Netflix, just take that time <laughs> and, and, and go serve somewhere, you know? I and know, I yeah. think you would appreciate it a lot more, man. It, it, it's, it's an amazing, it has, it is, you know, it's an amazing experience. I don't know what's kind of, there are no words to describe uh, what you feel uh, and, and what you get from giving, 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 giving back, you know? Thank you so much. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, I you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I've, you know, I've, I've been doing this a lot with uh, Dr. Horton and I've never seen him speechless. So you've done something <laughs> that, <laughs> that I've never seen. And so for that, I appreciate you for that, but you know, it just shows the wisdom that you're speaking. So it's, it's truly impressive, man. There was too much to listen. There was too much good things to listen to. I, I had to, I had to just shut up and listen. My man. Right. Right. <laughs> we should come back and talk about the lady that we saw. So, I mean, you guys, so we can talk about, we can, I, I don't know, in terms of just perio and That's what it. can be done. Yeah. What could, how could this have been prevented? That's what right. they were asking me. You know, you what, know. what, what we do is also we can connect and maybe do like a five, 10 minute presentation of like what you do in the mission trip. So if you have any pictures or anything you can put together to show what the mission trip looks like, I think that would be very beneficial for people. You know, we should do that. You know, there's there's room for sightseeing too. You get to see the country. (laughs) But don't, don't tell them about that yet. Just show them, (laughs) you know, don't, don't, don't tell them about that. Cause then, then you're going to have everybody going thinking that it's a vacation. No, we're going to work a little bit, you know? But Dr. Uvo, before we go, uh, if you can plug your book one more time, and we didn't even touch the fact that your YouTube channel has like almost 200 lectures on there. Yes. All of them great. I don't know how you amassed that. You got thousands of subscribers. If you can plug that real quick yes. and we can maybe put it in the show notes so we can drive traffic your way. Okay. Let me, let me come there. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been, um, it's been three years. I mean, COVID, COVID brought was supposed to bring sadness and, and, and out of the out of just the the the, the ashes <laughs> of 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 COVID. Let me see. You know, during COVID, I'm like, okay, what can I because I'm 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 um 
like you know, I, I'm a missionary guy, you know, so I have to give something, you know, I have to give. Let me see how to put this here. Yeah, because I, I don't think people understand if uh, there's so much good content that you've amassed on your YouTube yeah, channel. I mean, it's it's um it was it was um, during COVID. I I just like had this dream. What can I do to uh, change? Just just to make a difference in the lives of our people. Uh, we're all there, and I started thinking, okay, um, implant education. It's not as if I've placed. And, you know, I've not placed more than a hundred implants in my life. I know folks, you know, in the same program as myself who place up to 200, you know, but I'm just passionate about the one that I place. You know? <laughs> I can tell the stories and, and, and these guys really helped. Um, Dr. I did that, that my professor back in University of Michigan, um, Dr. Razouk. Dr. Razouk says, um, Wow. That, that's all he said. He's like, you have so much energy for this stuff, you know. And he connected me with uh, Dr. Dr. Shribinas Koka, the, the dean at uh, Mississippi. And I mean, from one person to another, I'll just send an email and, and folks will be willing to just give um, the lectures and uh, knowing that it's going to serve a greater purpose out there. And um, I, I, I got some very fantastic lectures. I mean, it, when I look, when I go back there, I'm like, if I need to learn anything, that's where I go. You know, there's one on crown lightning by Dr. Ye Shi. She's in New York. A, a, she's a periodontist right now. Um, that has over 10,000 views. Oh, beautiful. Everybody's like, Whoa, wow, wow. I'm like, okay, I, I was there. Can I listen to it again? <laughs> Maybe I didn't get, I mean, I, I was just amazed. And I'm uh, telling the, the students, go there and learn something, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Hopefully, people find it as a good resource. But for me, it was just a resource that I could use for myself. What's, uh, the, what's the YouTube uh, page? It's called Dental Webinar Series. Okay. Just right here, Dental Webinar Series uh, with my name. So if you type Dr. Umbo Nerva Dental Webinar Series, you see... Um, I mean, it was he has like you know different, you know, but most of them were the implant focused. So that was what I was working on then. Um, okay. So dental webinar series with my name. Perfect. What I, what we'll do is we'll basically post that uh, in the show notes. I uh, and I'm actually gonna go check it out because I love watching these things and the fact that the perio person got the most vote i mean the most views makes me happy yes. you know it makes i'm not buy i'm not buyers or anything but i feel you know, like I, i'm thinking of becoming a periodontist at some point you know, listen you listen you, pray, need, you, need, you need to just start working you're like you're like Horton. all you guys do is school you know so, but no honestly thank you so much for taking the time and and on, on the screen you'll see the book again emptied cup emptied cup uh, i think it's uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna purchase it tonight uh dr horton has already done the purchasing so i'm gonna have to do that because i can't ha have him one up me uh <laughs> no it's a it, it's it'll be an honor honestly and so thank you so much for taking the time 
to come on and just share your experience, share the knowledge that you have when it comes to, you know, doing mission trips. And we hope that you can come back to at least just show us what you do on the mission trips so that people who are excited or interested that want to do it can see some of the, you know, the stuff that you guys do and, and just, you know, great pictures. And you can even talk about, uh, you know, the, the tour going out to see maybe the safari in, uh, you know, uh, Kenya and everything, because it's an awesome safari in Nairobi. Uh, but, you know, you also get to serve and help people. So thank you so much, Doc, for taking the time. No problem. Thank you so much. I'm really so grateful for having me on the show today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tooth Be Told. The opinions on this episode are just that, our opinions. Please consult your dental professional before taking any action with your dental health. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, please contact us at Real Dentist with an S. That's R-E-A-L, Dentist with an S, at gmail.com. We would be very happy to return any message that we receive because we love the communication that we have with our listeners.